Hey everyone, welcome to the Project Esports Podcast for, what is it, October 29th. It is almost Halloween, spooky season is almost over, and Dylan is so scared that he got up and almost ran away because he is now ready for the end of spooky season. But, nonetheless, it is great to have you all back. I missed being on last week, but Will did such a great job talking about Call of Duty, all that kind of stuff, and I think we got a good amount of news for today, too. Um... I mean, what do you guys think? Are you guys excited about today? Whatever about the news? I'm ready. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm excited. We get we get some we get some good topics to today. Yeah, and I, I just think I don't think any of them were world changing. I think we talked on a couple of them before, but I just think they're cool, and a lot of them just kind of show more of like kind of how esports is just growing, which is my favorite kind of stuff to talk about. And what are you laughing at already? I was going to say, I already disagree. I think it is pretty big and changing. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, it's going to be a good podcast, guys. I promise. Okay. But I am going to hand it off to you, Dylan, just whether you agree or not, with the first topic of today. But actually, before that, jokes, um, housekeeping. Um, we do not have any interviews or anything coming up with that. We've heard you guys. You want more interviews. We're working on scheduling a bunch of them right now. We actually have one being recorded later this week. Not going to tell you who, but we do have that happening and more down the road. And additionally, if you do have Amazon Prime, that means you have Twitch Prime. That means you can connect both accounts, push the little button right above, um, what is it, James right now, and subscribe to the channel. That gives you emotes, that gives you ad-free viewing, that just helps us out too. So if you can't do that, connect your account. That means the world to us. So what do you you got, Dylan? No no, no more ad-free viewing for Prime. Oh yeah, they took that out. I'm sorry. You're supporting us. We love you guys for it. So that is what it is. Prime is Prime is still worth it. But Dylan, now I will hand it out. Let's get out of this awkward introduction and get going into some news. All right. So big news is celebrities getting into esports. So I guess we'll start with the smallest, quote unquote, yeah. smallest one so far. Yeah. Um, so the first thing is that HyperX added Post Malone as like a brand ambassador. Um, so that's probably the smallest one. So basically, Post Malone is just going to be using hyperx gear i guess and stuff now um you think you're putting on a big headset on stage and just go at it while he's performing or i probably just like a lot of instagram posts with it and stuff like that um which is kind of cool because you know it's like a it's a deal it's a it's a pretty cool deal um especially for hyperx because they're very like like a a big gamer brand but they're not like the top tier gamer brand like i would expect this out of like maybe razor because they're like they're like razors like in walmarts and stuff like that yeah, yeah. And it's like everywhere so hyperx was not the one i thought it would be but um i'm pretty sure post malone's a like a, a fairly big gamer so oh yeah no I, I was definitely yeah. about to say that like he's i wouldn't say he's going out i mean he's not making bold claims like elon musk is on twitter um about some of his preferences we can talk about that at a later point but he's always been pretty vocal about it. he's that guy like oh yeah games are cool like he's did a little bit of a sponsorship with Call of Duty and stuff like that. He's always been more vocal than a lot of people about it, but he's not one of the people that go on there and stream every day. This might yeah. get him to stream occasionally, which would be kind of cool, and I think I'd watch that at least once or twice. But he, he's always kind of been more towards the gamer side. I mean, he kind of admits that he's a little bit more on that nerdy side, which I, I enjoy that about him. I think a, a big thing to look at this, too, is that um, HyperX is one of the uh, more respected kind of uh, like uh, game um, like brands or like 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 or like the hardcore scene um, like it's brands like like Razer I hate to say it are like the quality control has started to go to the wayside despite the fact that how popular they become 
Um, so HyperX is on like the same like same spectrum as like Corsair and like all these other like very like much more higher a higher tier a higher brand uh gaming gear so i think i think uh post probably if he is any bit of a gamer like we we like he has kind of said i'm sure he recognizes like the quality that like hyperx does because their headsets are like top tier they're they're amazing and so. despite as much it may sound like it no we're not sponsored by hyperx uh james <laughs> is totally just shilling out right now I am, but, yeah. Well, I'm, that, I'm like, that would be like, yeah, that would be a really good kind of advertising right there. Like, oh, they got the quality. Like, they're all about it. That would have been a good advertising. So, I well, if you're watching, like, I mean, it's not we for got me, a guy but for I do, you. I do understand where they're coming from, right? Yeah. All right, Dylan. What, what's not the smallest one? Yeah, and so we have so two stories. So I'm gonna go through both of them. You can kind of take them by team. So there's two two big pickups by teams. Uh, so the first one was that Michael Jordan is now like part of the investment group that's investing into Team Liquid. Like Michael Jordan, like the Michael Jordan. Not Michael B. Jordan, Michael Jordan. Yeah, Air Jordan himself. And then Drake and Scooter Braun invested into 100 Thieves, which is huge for them. Like that's big names, huge names. So we can take it kind of by team. So I guess let's start with Team Liquid because it's like the most, like one of the biggest names in basketball of all time. And also one of the biggest teams in esports, and definitely one of the oldest teams that have been around. So, yeah, I mean, so in terms of size, I mean, I was just looking up before, and I had to close it out, so I don't know anymore. But if I remember, they are the number two largest esports organization in terms of value in the world. I think they're valued over somewhere over two hundred million. I may be making that number up. Already forgot from the Forbes article, but they're worth a lot of money too. So I mean, it. I mean, for Jordan, I mean, they're not. This isn't the first time that group has kind of made an investment like this. I mean, I'm pretty sure they went in and invested in a baseball team and a basketball team last year, too. I think Philly. I think Philly was a basketball team. Yeah, I don't remember what, but this investment group that he's a part of, I think he's just kind of more of a face of it. Obviously, his money's in there, too. But this group Mm -hmm. has been very good about kind of diversifying and doing a lot on the sports and even esports side now, too. So I think not only is this really cool, I mean, being able to say, oh, we're associated with... Air Jordan. One, since the name is on the brand, who knows? You could see Jordan merch coming from Team Liquid down the road. Which would be, I'd, buy, I'd, buy, I'd buy Team Liquid Jordans. I'd I would. I yeah. If you even do that and then have a, just a double lift like along the side or some kind like that, like, exactly. That would be so cool. And uh, yeah, we were so, talking about it'd be the first brand that's not like uh, what's the one that they partnered with last year? Like uh, I remember there's a shoe brand la- oh, we talked about a couple months ago. Oh, it was. Was it Skechers? It was Skechers. Wasn't it was it? just some small brand. Like they're cool, but like having Jordans for Team Liquid would be pretty awesome. Just to uh, just to fact check um, your point Thank earlier, you. um, Andrew. Team Liquid is number three okay. on the Forbes list, between behind First Cloud Nine and then second TSM. TSM. That was number two. Okay. Yeah. Team, Team Liquid is valued at two hundred. Is valued at two hundred million. Um, where Cloud Nine is three hundred and ten, and TSM is two hundred and fifty. That's a crazy amount of money. It is. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the interesting th- thing about that list, though, is that um, where Team Liquid has the most amount of teams, they're ranked number three, and Cloud9 has 11, uh, TSM 7, and then Team Liquid 14. So, it's, I, I, like, I, know we, I know we did plan on getting into that at some point. I don't know if this is the right time for it. I mean, but... I, I was just saying, uh, we were just talking a little bit in pre-show, and I was just, I was surprised that, like, to me, in the esports scene, I think when you have more teams and more players that your revenue is going to be higher. I know it's not guaranteed, it's competitions, mm-hmm. 
But, I mean, if you are – hang on, I don't. Let me finish my point here. So, <laughs> number one overall, Cloud9 has makes $22 million in revenue each year. Number two, TSM, which has half the, less than half the amount of players, makes $25 million. And I don't understand where that comes from. And I think this is part of the reason why you do see some teams cutting back, which might be what you're kind of going towards here, is that just because you have more players and more teams – Oh, no. So this is actually against my point. I don't see how this is happening. Like, if you okay, have more players, you should be making more money. If you have more teams, more chances to win money, you should be making more money. No, because they don't make their money off of competitions. Teams don't make their money from winning competitions inherently. It's like a bonus, basically. Like, it's really nice if they're winning. And probably some of the, like, really low-end teams, like maybe some of the best amateur teams and stuff like that, are making their, their actual revenue off of, win like, winnings. But actual pro teams aren't banking on just winning for the most part in terms of League of Legends. Because yeah. when you're when you're paying for like spots and stuff like that and you're paying your yeah. players a ton of money, there's no way you can win that all back. The prize pool just isn't that big, especially in League when you're basically just doing everything up into worlds and stuff. So the way that you're making your money is through investors and through sponsorships. That's but the thing is, we're not just talking money. about League. We're talking about a bunch of different sports and I can't... I can't remember oh, okay. what it regardless, was. And regardless, with, with these teams that are in multiple different things, what they're paying their players probably the most, like the players who are making the most money are probably in League. Um, if they have fighting games, they're not paying their fighting games players probably anything. So like those, those players, I don't want to say they don't matter, but they almost don't matter because all they're doing is paying for their flights and their hotels, which in terms of a company that's worth $200 million, that's that's negligible. That's like that's like couch money that you find like in, in between like the, the cushions. Like it, in, it doesn't matter. In reality, the teams that actually field or the the, the, organ, the companies that field more teams like and more numbers are actually kind of almost like hurting themselves because they're branching out into so many so many smaller teams where they don't actually make that much money. But they are. But it doesn't cost them anything. No, no, no. That so so yeah. So their revenue is not going up, and yeah, their yeah. profit margins what? are lower because they're paying more players, and like the amount of money that they're investing in the players is lower. Yeah. But what we're seeing is Team Liquid is number three. One of the reasons why they're number three is because for the longest time, they were like the esports organization that was in multiple games, doing multiple teams for all the big esports. And that's why they have such a strong brand. And when you have uh, a team that's in multiple things, you have really, really strong brands because whether you're someone who's into Dota, League of Legends, or maybe you're just into fighting games, you would know what some of these teams are. Like Evil Geniuses back in the day, for instance, like yeah. you could like basically any esport and still be an EG fan because they were in all the different esports, and that's what makes a brand really strong. And so when you approach someone like, um, I don't know, let's just say Nike, for instance, right? You're like, hey, Nike, we want to bring you on as a sponsor. And they go, well, why? And you go, well, we have great teams in all these esports rather than yeah. just one really good League of Legends team. And so that's why you want to have a ton of different players and a ton of different teams because it makes your brand really strong so that you can pursue these really big companies because then they look at you as a really strong brand that's in all the esports rather than just one. Okay, I succeed. Yeah. You win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it is to note too that despite the fact that Team Liquid is number three on that on the Forbes list, oh, I'm gonna have them link this in the chat right now. Um, on top of that, uh, they're the only team. They're the only company that fields 14 teams. They're the only one that can sustain that. And that's uh, and again, like uh, that's why I think it, oh, I, it dings them down the list a little bit because they are so spread out. But again, it opens up avenues like, you know. 
Air Jordan himself investing in the team, right? So um, I, I'm sure now that you know we have we have that Michael J- money coming in there. Um, I think <laughs> that that list will probably change a little bit. I can imagine. Um, I think this is including that. I think this came in. Okay. I'm not a hundred percent positive, but this came out the same week both of those big investments did happen. Mm. So I don't know how big. Maybe those amounts haven't been announced yet. But these yeah, these were like, like evaluations yeah. of a certain day, and valuations don't instantly rise when investments are made. Is that that evaluation is what companies like buy in for like percentages of like stock ownership is. So the evaluation doesn't instantly change. That's just more cash kind of coming into them. So just because there's all this big stock, they have more cash. So obviously their value goes up, but it's not always the same amount, if that makes sense. Yeah, and and to note on the article, it does actually list Drake and Scooter Braun as co-owners of uh, 100 Thieves on there. So I'm sure sure it does factor in uh, Michael Jordan, yeah. So I guess that's kind of a good transition to kind of what we think about – um, the Hundred Thieves investment. I mean, I have some strong opinions on this, so I'll leave it for you two to kind of s- start off with. But what do you guys? I strong mean, opinion. You're wearing a Hundred Thieves shirt right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, talk, I know. You talk about you talking about like brand ambassador, and here he is just wearing the shirt right now. It's a cool so, shirt. I I think this is kind of impressive because you know they were just formed in in sixteen. Yeah. Like yeah. they're not an old team. Was it sixteen or seventeen? Mm. Nope, 2016 is when they were first formed, and they're not an old team. I mean, they're they're really good, and they have really good like names behind them and stuff. But I think it's it's pretty impressive for them to be at this level, and um, they have really good management. If they're reaching out to you know like they're getting like Drake and stuff on board, like they're doing good stuff there. Yeah, they're uh, like this is a uh, this is pretty insane, and um, again, just because. Because there's like there's two there's two big influences that come with Drake being tied to 100 Thieves. You get a, a huge portion of the hip hop market being like, oh, Drake's into this. What is this? You know that sort of thing. And then again, you get the Canadian aspect. I mean, we're a pretty big we're a pretty big country. Oh God! And you chuck you chuck you, you give us something, it's gonna you know it's gonna stick. Well, you know Scooter I mean? Braum too isn't that like Justin Bieber's manager or something like that? Oh, that doesn't matter to us. We 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 <laughs> like. Like you ever, you ever seen like uh, oh my god was it Children of the Corn like yeah that's it, uh, that's Justin to us he, we we put him up for a tribute so we can have a good harvest but yeah no I yeah um, like so I I think what the difference is here is that even says it in the press release for the hundred thieves when they said Drake invested that this is going in to clothing lines and entertainment they are not building an esports organization 100 thieves is not team liquid they are an entertainment i guess all sports all esports teams are really just an entertainment organization that focuses on esports and competitive gaming but 100 thieves is taking it even farther because they are putting it into uh fashion i would not be surprised if they got into a lot of other kind of content production and esports just being one of their branches they're going to be multi-versatile in terms of this I mean, yeah. I I mean I haven't watched a single 100 Thieves game yet, ever. Not even a VOD. But I still went, and on the day that their fall fashion line came out, I sat there and bought something. Even though I have no affiliation with the team any whatsoever. I don't care about them. I think they're cool. I think their clothing is super cool. But what they're building is a brand that can be mainstream. 
because they're not building it with esports in mind, but instead consumers, merchandising, entertainment, and making money. But how? How are they an entertainment organization if they don't do anything besides esports? Like this is what like, it's going like, into, I, though. Like, I mean, like, it, it even no, says it in the press like, release. It doesn't mention esports in the press release. No, but this is like one of those things where I feel like they call it an entertainment like company, but they really just do esports. Like, I, I I don't see how they're supposed to branch out from that because it, it doesn't make sense to me. That's like saying like if you took like the Boston Red Sox topical meme, but if you took like Boston Red Sox, and you're like, oh well, they're not just a baseball team; they're an entertainment organization, and it doesn't it, it doesn't make any sense. Like. Are they gonna be sponsoring like musicians? Like I like it, it doesn't really make any sense. Like I can understand if like uh, I don't I, like like if you push it a little bit far, like the definition and said some like a like a team like Method, right? They make content on YouTube. Um, they they have streamers who like live stream and they also compete in WoW. So like if you maybe branch out there because like maybe their WoW stuff isn't always esports. Like maybe that's how they're branching out, but I, I just don't understand how they're supposed to be an entertainment organization. Once again, my team, the LA Valent, is coming to back me up here. Um, they're a lifestyle brand. I like that so much more than entertainment because they are building a brand that they want you to associate with more than just esports. I mean, they're. I mean, the hundred thieves. I mean, it's. It doesn't say esports. It's not organization. Like they just do it as a hundred thieves flat. They want to be selling clothing. Their their goal is to sell clothing to people that have no idea what esports is. They don't care about that. That's why they brought Drake in. That's why they bought Scooter Brahmin. Both people huge in the entertainment and music industry. That Drake knows how to sell his music, but also clothing and being advertising and just being a billboard himself. And that's why they're bringing these two in. And that's probably why they came in because they see that they can do the same kind of strategies with the hundred thieves as they do with that. Think of any mute record label. Think of, I mean, there's nothing behind a record label except for individual musical artists, but some people still get behind record labels and buy gear and stuff such as that. You can have one big thing and that is just ambiguous and still be a lifestyle brand, still sell clothing. Well, no, here's here's the thing, though. Like, if it's a record label, it still has the unifying thing of we have musicians who make music, and typically, typically they all have like something that like forms them all together. So a lot of labels, we only do hip hop or whatever, or like some of them are like, oh, we're a punk label. Like typically this is what labels are. And so that's why people get behind labels. And that's where they're like, oh, I like this label because a lot of the stuff they sign is music that I'm into. And I like what, what, what they're signing. So that makes sense that they're making merch because if you think about it, a music label is kind of just like a team, so to speak. Yeah. They're doing all the same things a team would do. So whenever 100 Thieves is like, we want to be entertainment organization i still don't understand it like yeah sure you can have really cool merch but why like are are you just are they trying to push into be more of a like, like a fashion brand like like fashion like, line yeah because like it, i understand being an esports team with a really cool fashion line but are they trying to separate from esports and do more fashion like i i don't understand what like i i get that they could do it but i don't understand why they're doing it i don't understand how they're going to do it well, I think it's. Uh, I don't think they understand how they're going to do it yet either, but they know where they want to end up. I think that is the biggest. Why though? Yeah, and that's, and that's and that's the question I want to know is why? Why are you doing? Why are you starting as an esports organization and then saying, you know what, we're going to go in a totally opposite direction? And but become they're a lifestyle not. Brand? You can branch into multiple different things. I mean, 
Fine. Think of Proctor. I'm not. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of something. Like Coke. Coke. One big brand. One huge brand. They are a, Coke is a lifestyle brand, but they have multiple different products that all bring in revenue to one big brand. But people can still associate. I don't know. Does Coke own Doritos? Like, like you can associate one type of thing up with the big brand. I think we're going really deep into this. I think we can fight about this for days. I, I have insight. I, I have insight. Okay. Though. I have insight, and it makes sense. Um, <laughs> L- La Valiant coming in clutch. Um, brought up that they that they were uh, a, a clothing brand before an esports organization, which what? I did some some research. I did some research on Wikipedia. So apparently, Nate Shot was like, Nate Shot was like, "Hey, we're gonna be a sick Call of Duty team." The team failed, and they're like, "Oh, let's just make merch instead." And then they made merch, and it did really well. And then they're like, "Oh no, we can actually have an esports team again." So maybe we can fund it. <laughs> yeah. So so that makes oh. sense, sort of. So like. So it's a fashion brand with an esports team. Yeah, I guess it, it's, it's a kinda... little. It seems like a little bit of both, though. But but no, that's fine. Yeah, no, no, it's fine, and I understand it. I'm totally on board if they want to have like be a really sick fashion company with esports. But how is it entertainment? Just I just want to know what that means. Uh, entertainment was wrong. Lifestyle was the word I meant. Not entertainment. no, 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 no. That wasn't your words though. That was in the article though, right? Because content, content is entertainment. Anything put on YouTube can be considered content. What we do can be considered entertainment. What, where else would he put us? We're in the entertainment industry. We are attempting to entertain people with our opinions and news stories. We are an entertainment. Project Esports is an entertainment company. I don't know if we're doing it that well, boys. I don't no, know. But, but the question is, why are they using that word instead of just esports? Like, why are they using that? Because word? that's what that's the word they use to bring Drake and Scott Abramen. They yeah, they, they, yeah, they use. They use the, the words strategic advisors for for Drake and, and, and Scooter Braun. That's what they use them for, as strategic advisors. So it's almost they're advising them in in what is he doing, um, in 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 one aspect or another that isn't really clear in the press release. It doesn't really say what they're strategically, you know, angling them towards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I don't, I don't know, man. Well, I'm just glad the LA Valiant's in the chat because that gives us a lot more kind of information what's going on. It shows we should do more research going into that because that would have made that would have made my statement kind of a little more accurate if I would led with that. But nonetheless, I still want to make the bold statement that I think within three years they will be in the top five of uh, valuation for the esports industry because they are focusing on more. And well, I think what are they coming, number eleven right now? They're at number eleven right now. And it's just over. It's just under a hundred thousand uh, dollars is what they're valued at right now. I don't think that's a that bold of a. Prediction. I don't think it's that bold of a prediction. But I, mean, I just think that it's coming in. I mean, they're coming in so quickly is why it's more kind of bold. And seeing the numbers, it's not really that crazy to believe or anything kind of like that. But just that someone in five years can go to being a clothing brand with a failed Call of Duty team to being a high valued esports organization, and I don't even. They count in Forbes, but if they are kind of more of a lifestyle brand, it'd be curious because they're one of the first brands to really kind of have that side. I mean, every team sells merch, but no one sells it as a lifestyle brand. But that's kind of a little prediction, but it's not as bold as I'd like it to be leading off. I, I want to see... Well, yeah, I agree with the LA Valley in saying that all esports evaluations should be taken with a grain of salt. That's totally, totally accurate. Um, but I, I'm interested to see... episode with esports. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, 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 I'm concerned to see how 
about these transitions because if anybody's been paying attention, which Andrew, you stated you clearly are not, and Dylan, I know you don't know, 100 Thieves by their biggest or their biggest market, their biggest fan base, their League of Legends team, their League of Legends fan base is open like is absolutely trash trashing them flaming them all this shit oh no they i did i have to give me more credit than that when they had a horrible world performance they had that subreddit the subreddit just went after them one second <laughs> right in the middle of a big point he has to go deal with his cat and he's just kicking it right out of the room but no and and i think i kind of get what he's kind of going at is that their biggest market but i think that yes, it is your, their biggest market, but if they're already established beforehand, is it really? I mean, or is this just a growing market? Is this just an ex- market they're expanding into right now? I, I like I don't know. That's just it. Like, because I mean, yes, their clothing lines do go like immediately, and I I do understand that they're 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 too they're quick. I didn't even get the long sleeve that I wanted. Oh, this is it. Almost too quick, right? But as far as I feel at this point they've transitioned from being known as a lifestyle brand to an esports team by the general public. The general public sees them as more of as an esports brand more yeah. than a lifestyle brand. That's they, and that's it's totally out of their control. That's happened. Um, they're also they're also associated with the uh, Cleveland uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers two uh, yeah. K team. You know what I mean? So I mean they've they've surpassed. I think they've surpassed what they or not even surpassed, but they've transition from something that they maybe didn't want to be maybe they don't want to be known as an esports brand but the vast majority of people who know this brand know it as an esports team myself included um so i think that could end up hurting them because if their teams don't perform well it's going to hurt the business overall you know what i mean despite how awesome their merch is you know what i mean like if their teams are constantly underperforming or they're being mismanaged which again we saw with like the the whole cody sun debacle yeah. Um, it's going to it's going to be negative life for the team, which means negative life for the brand, which means less shit sells. Yeah, you know I mean? no, I get that. So, well, I think I think the hurdle they're trying to get over is that one specifically, because I know this is a problem in esports with a lot of different teams. Um, a lot of people want to wear esports merchandise that doesn't look like esports merchandise. Yeah, that's exactly what. And this is probably why they kind of do that. I mean, you would yeah. never be able to guess by this that had anything to do with video games in the world. And I think that's one thing, and I, and yeah, that's not something that you see very often in esports, and that's something that I've looked at. Like, that's part of the reason I bought that world's um, sweater, because, like, you would not be able to tell that it's from League of Legends unless you kind of looked at the sticker down on the bottom of it, which that, that is something I kind of agree with. Even being so passionate about esports and very open about it at this point, I still prefer my clothing options, not 100% presented, unless it's the baseball jersey for 100 Thieves. I would rock that thing and tell everyone where it's from. But go on, I'm sorry. No, yeah, that's that's it. Just, that's <laughs> what people want. And like, if they can give it to them like that, and they can present it in a way of where someone else looks at it and goes, hey, that's a dope shirt. I'm going to buy it. And there may be someone who's not even into video games at all. I think that's where they kind of want to move, move towards. So that wouldn't be yeah. No, yeah. And I agree. And I guess since they're in the chat and they give us love and they interact with us, LA Valley did just release a clothing line too. It was exclusive to event, but they're putting it online eventually. And they're doing a great job there too. It's like none of it I mean it says Los Angeles Valiant and stuff kinda of like that. They have their logo, but again, they're doing a great job of it not being an esports clothing line, but a kind of a fashion clothing line that anyone can wear and you would not be able to guess it. So teams are starting to figure that out. And I think Outlaws. that 
Huh? Outlaws did a great job of that too, yeah. too. And I think that is something really important of kind of getting it more into the mainstream. I mean, it's sad that you kind of have to hide the intentions, but if that's what gets us in the mainstream, like, oh, that's a really cool shirt. Where do you get it? Then they go look into it and get, fall down the deep hole that is esports. I think that's just kind of good for everyone. But I think we could talk about the business side of esports for an hour, but we are already 30 minutes in the show. So we should move on to our second news story of the day, which just kind of came up today, and it was something kind of last minute and not too... I mean, Dylan might disagree with me. Dylan disagrees with me on everything. But (laughs) Ninja is going to be live streaming on New Year's Eve at Times Square. Up on the big screen. This is huge. Is, yeah, this is, this is, is it is, going I, to be on TV? Is it going to be on the like the well, no, no, TV no. show? They didn't say they didn't say specifically, but if you were streaming from like from Times Square, from Times you Square, could probably on... you could probably assume it's going to be on one of those TVs. If it's on one of the big TVs, like like this is like even if it's only on Twitch, but they're putting the Twitch stream up to the, up there, like that's giant. Do you know how many people are in Times Square on New Year's Eve? How many no. eyes are right there? It's insane. Like, even just during normal, like, today, right? Like, even today, like, ads there are probably some of the most expensive, like, oh, yeah. places to put it. It's incredible. It's This is actually huge. Like, everyone is going to see this. They're going to be like, who is this man? Who is this, this human who is this paintbrush? Man? Who is this human paintbrush up here that that is playing video games? Like, this is a big deal. This is, I think this is huge. Human paintbrush. <laughs> it was a stolen meme. So I don't want to take credit for it. It was a stolen oh. meme. Yeah, I, I figured but, it was. I was gonna say that's, um, that's, that's wicked. But I, I just think that yes, this is another level in it. But I already feel like Ninja's at that level. I mean, the so, only okay, thing so, that he hasn't been done is just being live streamed straight to ESPN, which I would not be surprised if that happened at some point if he was on ESPN Channel 28 for me. No, it just solidifies it though because yeah. like, his big moment in the public right now, like. We're, we're talking like like main mainstream public like yes. was ellen like people who watch ellen have no idea what video games basically are for the most part for the <laughs> most part um and so this is another instance of ninja being in like the hyper mainstream spotlight and that just kind of solidifies it more because like yeah one random appearance on ellen sure people might kind of think about it but you get another second appearance in the hyper mainstream that just like solidifies the idea of like live streaming video games and esports and stuff in people's minds. Yeah, I guess just to me, I mean the Lollapalooza stream. I mean you showed on that sometimes here and there too, and live streaming there and had a ton of people there. I mean the Ellen Show, playing with Drake. I just yeah, I agree that it solidifies it, but I don't know if this is a next step because yes, this is a brand no, but... new thing for video games as a whole. This has never been done before, and that's a very cool step. But I don't know if it's bigger than things he's already done. I think it's super it is. cool. Don't it get is. me wrong. It, Lollapalooza, right? Those are mostly young people there. Mostly young people. Okay. All of them, for the most part, should know about the like the internet and kind of like stuff that's the going internet. on the internet. Playing with playing with Drake, people who listen to Drake and follow him, um, follow him on social media, are in that sphere. Even if they're not directly involved, people who who are kind of on the internet on Twitter and stuff and follow Drake probably they're like one step away from video gaming and, and esports and stuff. Even if they don't play, they can like, it's it's within arm's reach for them. Being on Ellen is huge. People who watch Ellen, like some of them don't even know anything besides Facebook and YouTube and, <laughs> and, and Gmail. Like, and that their kids not, play video games. That's the other thing yeah, too. Is that's, that's, that's their exposure. Yeah. New Year's Eve, 
like everyone watches New Year's Eve. That's like, it's, my, it's my in your face. Yeah. yeah. Like my grandparents have been watching Dick Clark for like 80 years. <laughs> like this is something that is like everyone watches this. Everyone watches New Year's like like the the like the at least the countdown and the ball drop and stuff. Like this is really really big. Yeah, I don't like I think this is not only so maybe maybe in context like for Ninja himself this seems like the next reasonable step and it's not like Andrew, and that's why oh, you're processing and this guy's like okay this guy's done so many big appearances he's done so many big events that it's like this just seems logical and this isn't like a really surprise but you got to think of for the esports and video game market as a whole this is like this is untouchable this and that's is the, the thing i don't consider ninja a part of esports anymore but he is like yeah, i mean he, he, he i mean plays esports uh, yes he competes in video games he, he competes in that e-sports. but he is bigger than it now he has evolved past that level if you're saying okay epic is going to host a tournament that's going to be shown there that is esports but having the one of the hottest names in probably all of the world live streaming there while cool it doesn't help esports it gets more people into fortnite which people don't people aren't happy with fortnite esports one and two it's not competitive it's not watching a competitive esports event it is watching a personality which you already watch every new year's eve on screen the entire time it's another personality doing video no 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 but this i i don't think that was the argument that we were getting into though but like i think i think it's hard to comprehend because we're so in our sphere that's true that we actually have a bias and we don't understand what people outside the sphere are, are viewing just like how they have the bias of not being able to view us because whenever you have this person like yeah sure like it's about ninja and it's about what ninja is doing but the concept of what he is doing is so foreign to people that like he almost doesn't matter it's the fact that he's doing this thing and no one understands the thing that he's doing that people are going to gravitate towards and like try to understand because like yeah sure ninja is really big he's a really big personality but they're going what is he doing up there like what yeah, is this so thing they, this is the, this is the way the conversation is going to go it's who is this guy why does he get make so much money and then the person who's involved in the scene goes oh he's not the only one who makes money doing this people make this playing this professional play money like that playing this professionally professional video gaming is a thing and then and then you know leading into the explanation of esports that i think is how the conversation is going to go explaining to somebody who again doesn't have a bias like we do this is such a hard topic for us to try and digest and try and break down because we don't really know what the the thought process is we don't like we won't know this until after new year's like that's just it like i'm i'm half tempted to bring my freaking mom on here to be like hey mom what did you you know you watch the drop right what do you think of this guy you know what do you think his deal is and i mean and i hate to say it, even she has a bias because i sat here and made her watch watch our podcast but i mean like it's it, it's one of those things that you really do need somebody who's an exterior and like who has no bias whatsoever who doesn't know who doesn't know like you know what uh like what anything about esports is that it's even a thing you know what i mean we need you kind of need that to really digest what kind of effect ninja is going to have on the general populace that is like unassociated with esports right because because i think again it's going to be this who is this guy why does he make so much money who like who else makes this kind of money go from there i think that that's how it's going to go I, 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 but this again this is just like a hypothetical i'm not entirely sure but that seems like the, the logical like thought process right yeah and i think we're getting really wrapped up and i think we need to see how it kind of goes on new year's even what it is what the reactions are 
if it's actually on live TV and stuff kind of like that. So we'll yeah, bring that we back. Don't even know, we don't even know what it's going to look like. Yeah, so. we don't. We yeah. don't know much at all. This was just announced. Do today. we know he's going to play Fortnite? Is that confirmed? Like no, no, no. 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 So he could be playing Battlefield or uh, like he could be playing COD. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we have no idea. So I think we need to wrap this up here and move on. We're 40 minutes into the show. Two topics out of four. So we need to get chugging along, and we're handing you off to a. League of Legends, so we know that's taking up some times here, Jim. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, okay, so I'll I will see you I will... later. No, but <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. no, it's okay. I mean, well, there's only there's only two series I was playing this weekend. You can't yeah. possibly take more than half an hour, right? <laughs> no, I, I, this is gonna be a qu- fairly fairly quick segment, mainly because they were both three O's. Yeah. So Cloud Nine and his last hope, as we as anybody who follows our Twitter saw it go up. Um, One of my proudest memes. Well, by yeah, it, was, it wasn't bad. By they were eliminated by our European overlords, fanatic. Um, they it was it was uh, you know, it was embarrassing. You, you got you, it. Well, it was embarrassing. The, you, the the pace the pace of the series was set in game one. It was set in game one, and they uh, fanatic just ran over Cloud Nine. Cloud Nine did not look like the same team. Um, you saw you like uh, players were exposed. That was uh, that was the thing that a lot of people were saying after watching the series. Sven Skaren was exposed for his. His overaggression. Um, Licorice was exposed to the fact that he is not as good of a rookie as Whippo. Um, you know, um, the, uh, the drafting was exposed by putting by putting Jensen on Lissandra for three games, which a, a player of that caliber who plays assassins very well and is known for his assassin play, um, it just it just didn't make sense. People couldn't wrap their head around it in a meta where. So many things are, is dedicated to laning and like and getting a, like a lead through laning. You you, you kind of like shot your biggest asset the foot. Um, so it was it was really weird to see. It was really weird. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I mean this is this is it for G two and Cloud Nine. Despite the fact that they had you know they did get three would and everybody's just like oh my god they got three would that kind of sucked. You gotta you gotta remember the storylines for both these teams. G two rebuilt that team. There's only one founding member on it. Perks. Who we talked about, I think, a little bit last week on how he was after it. Who this guy looked mentally taxed, he looked exhausted, and he was just like almost emotionally shut down. But this this organization rebuilt around Perks, and they made it this far. They took they were the third seed. And so was Cloud Nine. They were both third seeds that ba- battled through plans to make it to the semifinals. That's a pretty big deal yeah. for any for any of this. No, team. and neither I don't think either team disappointed in any means. I mean, I decided for whatever reason that this weekend was going to be the time that I woke up and I watched both series at 3 a.m. live. And I regret that now a little bit with both the <laughs> outcomes. But I don't. I wouldn't, I mean, as embarrassing and kind of big of a shutout both of those series were, neither team disappointed. I mean, Cloud9 yeah. was in 10th place. We were talking about this a little bit on Twitter during the live event. Is that they were in 10th place of the NA and to go on to make it the semifinals and be the NA's last hope. That is an yeah. amazing storyline. The team did really well. I'm incredibly proud of them for all that. G2, not as big of a storyline, but still a huge storyline, too. And they were already kind of doing decent during the season. So I think both of those teams, despite the outcome, did a lot better than anyone really expected to that point. And I think Fnatic versus um, Invictus is going to be a great series. That is definitely not a 3 0. Yeah, I've watched uh, from every, every analyst that I've watched, they. Uh, uh, Riot's really good about this. They do they do uh, they, they do their own podcast called the Dive. Yeah. Um. And it's basically four four casters slash analysts that kind of break it down. And nobody nobody was nobody could 
put a clear thing in. It's either three, three, two, or three, one. And I hope for, it is because I'm waking up on. It's, it's, honestly, in my in my opinion, after watching these, watching so much of Worlds and digesting it all, it's going to be three, two either way. Like yeah. there's going, it's going to be I a five so. game match. It's going, it's like it's ridiculous. It's insane. So, um, just and the uh, the big thing for me, the big takeaway for me, and why I'm so sold on Fnatic is again, it's it's the mindset, the mental, the mental for like the the mental headspace of these players uh, after watching their interviews and stuff like that, watching like that, these guys are unshakable. Like it's, it's crazy. You, you like, you can't touch them. Yeah. So I think that is going to be a huge, huge factor. They don't crumble. They don't break. And I think that's going to be in the end, what it, what it means for them. That being said on Invictus, like there's a huge storyline there as well, which a lot of people don't talk about because again, we are the West. So we don't think about like the Eastern storyline so much. Um, but rookie for years left Korea for like, basically better prospects rookie being the the ig mid laner um and basically wanted to make a better name for himself over in china um and he hadn't been able to do that for years and now this is like his final his big chance in the one tournament where no korean team made it past into semis like which is unheard of It's, it's it's ridiculous um for him to make it this far, like I mean, it's really, really interesting to see. Plus, his like the, his team is pretty like seasoned as well, right? So it's gonna be interesting to see like what what comes of it. I'm definitely gonna be watching it live. It's oh, gonna yeah. be, it's gonna be ridiculous. <laughs> well, yeah, well we'll be we'll be chatting Slack as that goes on. But I guess <laughs> yeah. you picked Fnatic. I yeah. as much as I wanted Cloud9 to move on, I did have Fnatic in my pickums. And Dylan, mm. do you have any left yeah. or right on this? Yeah, Invictus. <laughs> I feel pretty good about that prediction. You feel good about it? I like it. Going, I mean, going with the East is generally the right answer here. So he's not wrong. But thank you very much for that wrap-up. We'll talk about it more last uh, next week, maybe with a little bit more time to kind of wrapping up Worlds, what we thought of the yeah. opening ceremony, which I'm really excited for, and all yeah, that kind well. of stuff too. Yeah. But with that, we do have one more last one, which I'm kind of excited about. I think all three of us are going to have opinions on this, is two new teams were announced. Um, yeah. last week for the Overwatch League. My very first bullet point in the outline was Andrew was right. Just... Oh, my God. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> but we had one of the Canadian teams, Toronto, the Toronto yep. Defiant, which we'll talk about our opinions on that and kind of their lead-up event there, and then the Atlanta Reign. Both teams were announced. The entire Atlanta Reign roster has been announced, and part of the Toronto Defiant roster has been announced. I am just going to kind of defer both of those tomorrow night for Watch House. I know both of them are, I mean, all of them are going to be talking about that. I don't have much on the rosters. I've been watching and I know a little bit about them, but I don't feel like any of us follow the amateur scene or like kind of lower levels near enough to make good um, kind of things on that. So I want to talk to both of you guys about the brands. What do you think about them? And then I want to talk a little bit about the Toronto Defined event. But, like, out of 10, what would you rank the Defiant, and then what would you rank the Rain? I want to hear it from Dylan first. They're both low. Um, yeah, I think they're both low. I mean... Can you give me so reasons? I, I get... Yeah, I guess... Well, first of all, I don't really care for the color schemes that much. Uh, I the mean, same color schemes they're not, what games, you mean? Yeah, they're basically the same color schemes. They're, like, darker colors with, like, red accents or whatever. It's, it's not interesting to me. They're, it's not an interesting kind of, like, design. It's like, sure, I've seen black everywhere. Or whatever and i've seen red used everywhere i mean it's kind of the same reason why we we change our branding a little bit yeah, exactly because it's, it's something that you've seen everywhere before it's it's boring it's tired and like i don't like so the toronto defiant I, the name is fine the, the name is is just fine 
I, I, I don't care about the, the name too much. I think it's okay. Um, it doesn't get me excited, but it's it's okay. I like steeping into their their the other topic that we're going to after. But I don't know their their announcement was it was it was funny to me i guess because i don't care about the city as much um so the the reason why they are the defiant i thought was yeah that's kind of, like that was a weak reason it was a little silly to me um i hate the name rain i think it's terrible i think it's an awful name a terrible like garbage tier name like i cannot stress <laughs> oh, wait 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 new york xl new york um excelsior Excelsior, yes. Atlanta okay, Excelsior is pretty, pretty bad, but like it, it it's, it's bottom tier. Like okay. at least, at least Excelsior can do like NYXL, and that's kind of sick. Like, and it's a, it's a pretty sick abbreviation. And they're thing. a great team but too. But like so. Rain, Rain has nothing. They're just they're like oh, we're, just, we're the Rain now, I guess. And something really funny is everyone was um they were like quote tweeting and like retweeting and and like plugging in uh the Seattle Rain, which I guess is a, a soccer team. Um, or for our, our, our Euro friends football club, um, but like it makes sense because it's like it's like the Seattle rain. Is it rains in Seattle? But it's spelled the same way. Um, so people are like, "What about what about this team? They're also the rain." Yeah. Um, so regardless, I think the name sucks. Like, why would they choose rain? Like, <laughs> like it makes sense for like a team like Seattle or like anywhere where it's kind of rainy. Um, well, that is not what I think of. For no, no, it's no, no it's it's garbage. Yeah, terrible. So, Bottom so tier. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. There's a bit of a bias with me in Toronto. There's a bit of a bias. Um, the the whole the whole city reasoning and stuff like that. Like I I, I totally agree. It was weak. Um, and Toronto. I mean, was, it'd be one thing if Canadians weren't known for being like incredibly nice and stuff. But now you're rising up and like being defined. It goes literally against everything Canada. Like, it's that's just it, man. Like I I like we're like we're I don't know, man. It's like somebody in like the in the defiant like like in a defiant like management was like you know what we're breaking the mold boys and this is how we're gonna do it and <laughs> it's just it's just no guys just don't, don't don't do it um i did see a cool concept art um of the tyrants i would have been like i would have preferred something like that um defiant just seems i like the venom too yeah yeah um i to me i did to me defiant is just a soft approach for that message um, Defiant is if you wanted to take that stance, that's cool, that's awesome. Um, I, like nobody's everybody's gonna kind of laugh at it, but I mean, if you if you want to go with that, go as hard into it as you can. So, yeah, like you know, like the the, the tyrants or some you know, overlords or some shit like that, you know what I mean? Just something very not not passive aggressive, just full blown aggressive. That would have been the way to do it. The color scheme, yes, I agree, like red, black, and white is totally overdone. The white and red is just like it's traditional, like it's it's our, literally our, like our national colors. It, you kind of have to, um, with like because I mean, unfortunately, if they went other any other way, if they went like a blue or something like that, it'd be like, oh, here's a here's a Maple Leafs knockoff. You know what I mean? That's uh, you know. So they were kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't. I wish they would have done something totally out in left field and look, did the colors like the Florida Mayhem or something like that, like something that we just didn't really mesh and they made it kind of their own. You know what I mean? So. The colors are okay. The name is okay for me. The reasoning is okay. Like I'm like I'm a very mediocre across the board. I wish I could get more hyped up about it, but I really can't. And the Atlanta Rain. Um, I hope you mean Team Valor because like that's, that's that was what definitely one of my memes too. <laughs> I was gonna make like you. That has been like outside of the Seattle Rain, which I've seen a lot too. Like the meme going around that they literally just changed the Team Valor logo a little bit. It's yeah. just it's ridiculous. It's, I don't it, see how it, they thought they could get away with that. It's, it's, Especially in esports, it'd be one thing if it was like a football team or like a soccer team, but like yeah. in esports where it's all internet culture, you know that has to come up. 
Yeah, well, it's just it, and like I feel I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if like Game Freak was like, you know what, guys, that's uh that's ours. We're uh, we're taking you to court for that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's so it's so close, and the yeah, and like you said, <coughs> the uh, the market is they're par- like they're 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 cross like they're part of one another, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, I think there's so many things you could have done with Atlanta. Like Atlanta has like a bit like. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of substance with, with substance with Atlanta in the in the city and stuff like that. Look at any promo for the Atlanta Falcons. They do an incredible job of really capturing like the feel of the city and everything like that. Samuel Jackson does a great job. Like God love him. Um, but uh, yeah, no, there was just so many there's just so many ways you could have gone with this, and they chose none of them. So I mean, the color scheme's all right too. I don't. Know. It's again, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same crap, right? No. So I don't know. I don't know. So let me let me hit it round two. I'm oh, ready no. for round two on these boys. Um, so you were bringing up like, oh yeah, like a traditional like Canadian colors. I thought if they would have went hard red and hard white, that would have been a sick color combo. Probably would have been I fine. think that's totally fine. But like yeah. their their dominant color is like black. It's black. It's black and red. Black. It's black yeah. and red. That's the dominant colors. Which yeah, I guess it kind of fits with the feel of like Defiant because it's like edgy and Defiant's like kind of edgy, but like still. That's like if, if they if they had that like stronger like it, yeah. if, like I said if it was just red and white that's not a tired combo cool. especially for the Overwatch League Let's go with that uh, yeah. okay I'm done it, 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 instead of instead of us making it look like you know we're like a defiant like you know like it, this is a very like you know we're tired of being like pushed around and stuff like that we just look like the edgy pissed off teenager to the north that's all we look like now you know what I mean that like you know like it's mom it's not a phase that's 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 what that's what Toronto looks like right now. So I, I oh, man, they could they could have done so many better things. I like the more I talk about it, the more I get worked up about it because I like I first thought I'm like okay I could be okay with this I can be okay with this and then I keep thinking about it I'm like no no guys we we could have done so much better why didn't we yeah so you know, I I know what you might be thinking now you might be thinking wow we're gonna have the same feeling for every team these tired colors these no, boring we're things. not going but into just, this but just, wait, hold boxes. on hold on just wait. The DC cherry blossoms are gonna come out. They're gonna be using pink. They're gonna be using white. It's gonna be sick. They're gonna have a sick name. It's gonna be the, the perfect name for the city. God bless. God bless. <laughs> okay, you're cut off. Okay, if I can mute your mic at a push of a button, <laughs> I would mute it right now. I'm gonna have that ready for next week. So when you go on a tyrant, just I'm just gonna <laughs> push a button. It's gonna show up on screen to everyone that you muted except for you. And then we're just gonna move on when you're done. But. I so, know, Chad, Chad seems to love his color scheme. Like, so, I mean, like, I don't know. He's already oh, getting I know. banned. I don't know how, but all of our audience has just got behind Dylan and are all with it. It's so such that's... a good name. Well, it yeah, because, be perfect. And it, because it is, and it's very, like, okay, the big thing is, and I, and I think a reason, besides, like, the meme aspect and why people are getting on it, is because nobody is going to do like nobody will do it like, like, so and, like, reason. It, it won't be tired it won't it won't be like it won't be exhausted and like if you do something like that it's just like oh, you can't not screw up their name you can't not screw up their identity you know what i mean so it's like they're not going to get roped in like the atlanta rain you know what i mean so yeah, it's it will be iconic like another yeah. another team i think is it did this perfectly outlaws right texas team outlaws using green the way that you Oh man, perfect, perfect branding. Their logo's awesome too. I love the, the, their logo's the, great. Yeah, they they have perfect branding, and unfortunately, I think a lot of teams, it's like some of them feel a little uninspired. A lot of them, you know, they you could just stick the name anywhere else, and it wouldn't yes. matter. You could yeah. just stick the name anywhere, and it wouldn't matter, and it's not iconic for the area. Like Outlaws, oof, 
iconic right there. I uh, DC cherry blossoms iconic. <laughs> I I went and, I went and looked back in the I went and looked back at the Florida Mayhem logo and I was just like, man, why is why is this? this? And then I noticed that the fuse is a palm tree, and I'm like, that's such a nice little accent that really makes it Florida. You know what I mean? So. Like, should we should the, we do an episode after all of them are? We just go through and rank every single Overwatch team I, based on I the would love that. Yes, I will argue for hours about all of them. That's the yeah, problem. I, I, it's gonna have to be a multi-part video, uh, like series, because we will not be able to do this quickly. I think we could. I think we could do it in two. I think we could do it in two videos. I think we could do it. Well, it's been about fifteen minutes. And I still haven't got my impressions out because you two are just <laughs> bringing up the Florida mayhem. I love Florida mayhem. Right. So, Atlanta Rain. Agree. By far my least favorite branding in all the Overwatch League. I get why they did it though. I'm coming to the defense of the Atlanta Reign. Not the name. Oh, no. Name, horrible. Logo, I can get behind. Do you know what their basketball team is? Oh, um, The Atlanta Hawks. Do you yeah, know the what Hawks, their football team? Falcons, yeah. The Falcons. Their entire city is birds. I don't know. I'm sure the soccer team even probably has something to do with that. I can get behind the logo, but I think they should have just gone with like the Atlanta pterodactyl or something kind of like that. Some other flying thing. If or you're you going to could... go with that theme, commit to that theme. If you're going to keep that logo because you think, oh, the rest of our city is birds. We should stick to that. That's where that logo came from. Yeah, because there's so many things you can do. Like, I mean, just think of like any, any – there's menacing names too like predators, birds of prey, uh, you know, like uh... – Raptors, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many, there's so many bird-esque names that you go with, and still be a fairly menacing team. Plus, like the logo, or even the Atlanta just, Flight, or something kind of like that, sounds cool. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It could be, it like could that. be something along those lines. I think there was a lot of, like, there's a lot of options there, and I think it was just poor execution. The the heads, I, you get where they're coming from, but the execution was just not there. I think the logo gets the point across, but it could have been done better. You know what I mean? So give it like because if you look at if you look at the if you look at the Falcons like logo it's sick it's clean it's mean looking it's like I mean and you in like you, you you don't tell me you can't be a little inspired from that like for for their Overwatch team I think they and nobody would nobody would care everybody would be like hell yeah because Atlanta would get behind it because Atlanta loves loves being Atlanta you know what I mean they love that shit so yeah yeah no and I guess looking at define a little bit too when it first came out I'm like okay I really like this name. And then I'm like, okay, I can get behind the color scheme too. I'm like, that's definitely something I can get behind. And I guess the one thing either one you touch on, the logo I think is pretty cool. Whatever you want to think about the, the Defiant or the color scheme, I think the logo is clean and simple. And it's going to be something like 100 Thieves that can be used as a kind of a fashion logo. Yeah. That will, it will be a very marketable brand based on the colors. It is literally the 100 Thieves colors. They could literally copy 100 Thieves gear with their logo on it and do fine and get it out into the market. Marketing wise, they will have no problem selling that brand because it is so generic and it is what people love. People love this color scheme for whatever reason. There's a reason this black, red, and white is done so often because it sells, people love it, and you can wear it out and know, I mean, I feel like this is one of my most common color combinations in my closet. Um, So we'll get behind that. Team name is whatever, I agree that as, I, the more I think about it, I think it's just kind of a subpar team. I think it's better than some. I still like it better than Mayhem. I like it better than Excelsior, not the NYXL. But, like, it's a middle-of-the-pack name for me. It's not anything that's going to stand out and it's not anything that's going to be down to the Atlanta Rain level. So, yeah. overall, I mean, I give that one, like, 
a five, a six out of yeah, ten. Like, the Atlanta like, Rain I mean, would be like a three to me. They're yeah, just like, re- they really screwed this up. The messaging, and we have only a couple minutes here. But their announcement was kind of bland. They just put out a short video like, here we are. Toronto didn't do a great job with their event. They hyped it up to be a big four-hour event and like, come join us and stuff kind of like that. Well, it was a half an hour stream that had some problems and like 13 countdowns. And then they're like, okay, goodbye. And I get that kind of more to get like used to the city and stuff like that. But they hyped it to be such a big event. And it really like, when they said it was done after half an hour, everyone's like, like that's all there's no roster reveal which kind of came later and stuff kind of like that so i think i at least appreciate what toronto tried to do and they seem to have a much better idea for marketing and branding which i can appreciate versus the atlanta rain that literally just pushed something out like okay here we are they were leaked which is part of why they did that but still i don't think they ever had intentions of doing a big launch event yeah no but with that we might actually look into an idea of branding all of the different, um, ranking all the brands of the different Overwatch team. Because that is kind of fun. I enjoy talking about that with that. But I think for today, that kind of covers up a lot of our news stories. Is there anything with like a minute or two, do you guys want to run through, touch back on, bring back up? Dylan, any other rants you'd like to get out of your uh, head today? Oh, with only a couple minutes left, I don't think we can do it. Um, oh, I'm, I, I, yeah. That wouldn't stop Dylan. <laughs> yeah. I'll just yell into the void later. Maybe next week. <laughs> But I guess with that, thank you very much all for that participating in the chat that was hanging out with us, any of our podcast listeners, anything kind of like that. Thank you all so much for listening, watching, downloading. It all means the world to us. I mean, we're all doing what we can. We've been doing it for over a year for you guys, so I'm glad you guys are still sticking around and interacting with us. Oh, okay, well. One of you two. Which one? It's supposed to be you, man. It's supposed oh, to be you. Man. Okay, sorry. sorry, everyone. <laughs> everyone, you can follow us on every single podcast platform. Um, you can find us on on the Game House. You can uh, on on their Twitch and on their YouTube. We go live every single Monday at six thirty Eastern Standard Time. Um, all our stuff always goes live the following day. We screw this um, up so often that you have to think that we do it on purpose at this point james just, just go out there and find us on we're everywhere it's spotify itunes just search project esports podcast we're, we're out there james what does it mean to the people i mean to us if the people did what i guys if you guys can sit here and watch us battle through this it would like if this alone means the world to us so if you check us a follow you check us a subscribe you comment on something you just imagine what that does because you guys sit here every week and watch us screw this up for over a year so um yeah it means it means the world to us guys but with that uh i'm gonna wrap this up i'm james i'm dylan and i'm andrew and that is how you close an episode see you guys <laughs> next week and thank you for watching the project esports podcast